What's up, what's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and my co-host, Candace Hart, is being interviewed today on finding God in the waiting. Now, it may sound generic, but listen, this girl's real. She's going to share some stuff, and I think it's really insightful and encouraging, and we want you to join us. So, first of all, if you're listening on podcast, please subscribe, leave a written review, and become a Patreon, a monthly supporter of what we're doing by going to patreon.com backslash Jamie Lynn Walnow and be a monthly supporter. Help fund all of the discipleship, media, and exciting things that we have going on and get special content just for you in the background. Love you guys so much. Without further ado, set apart women. We're not editing it. We're keeping it. No. Speaking of Mariah Carey, welcome to. Um, <laughs> that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of Mariah Carey, today we're talking about waiting, which has nothing to do with Mariah Carey. I just love transitioning when it has nothing to do. It's really awkward. <laughs> okay. This is real. This is real. Hey, guys, mm. welcome to Set Apart Women. Well, we're going to talk about waiting today, and who better to interview? Then the wait queen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is my cousin Candace Hart. I have a thing for waiting in lines. <laughs> Not really. How to wait in line well. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Are you taking advantage of every opportunity God's given you? Oh. Okay. Yeah. For real. We're happy you're here. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, do the thing, you know, all the YouTube things that you know better than I do because you're on here. And if you're listening to our podcast, subscribe, go leave a written review. We want to hear from you and we want to hear what topics you want to hear from. So follow us on Instagram, set apart women is our Instagram handler name. We're so excited to have the Instagram and get on there and encourage you. I feel like you need to move this way more. Okay, there we go. Uh, do we look like cousins? <laughs> Comment below. Do we look like cousins? Yeah. Yes or no? Especially when I do this. What about now? Okay. Okay. We're done. We're done. <laughs> um, Candace, welcome. Thanks, Again, Jamie. You joined me I'm on so episode excited one. To be here. I'm excited you're here. So Candace and I have a lot of deep conversations. And Candace is just actively mentoring women and has been the past few years and doesn't like boast and brag about it. And I'm like, I want women on here who do who disciple women who really are living the kingdom and we're not trying to bring hear me out we're not trying to bring like celebrity christians on here we're bringing women Obviously. on here <laughs> <laughs> that is not what i got no no y'all that is so funny we want real we want real i'm real everyday women we want yeah. like we're everyday women and we want to stay that way like we want to we want to connect yes. with you and we hope you find community here so we're excited. So Candice is going to talk about the waiting. She's been talking about this a lot. And this is for so many different women. This is about waiting in general. And so we'll see where the Holy Spirit goes with this. But how would you define waiting? Very uncomfortable season. <laughs> um, nobody, no one that I know of likes waiting. Um, I would define it as a period of time that God uses to equip. There's a few reasons he gives us the waiting. Um, I'll go ahead and go. Go, girl, so, yeah, about so, you. 
here, when God says it's a pause on your life, and there's a few different reasons that I've come across. I'm not the end all, say all, be all for all this, but he uses it either for a time of equipping that you have something to learn, you have something to grow in, um, which is definitely what I experienced in that. Um, he does it to make sure we release something we're holding on to. A lot of times we can't move forward into the next thing God has for us or receive the gifts he's given us until we've forgiven people that need to be forgiven or um, receive forgiveness for things that we've done and harm that we've caused. And sometimes we have to heal before we move on. For me, I do know that this, we went to a prophetic school this last year, uh, which I thought I was going to run out being like, you know, sending the Holy Spirit to different people. And it wasn't for me, it was healing. It was a year of healing and deep, uncomfortable, painful moments. But a lot of times, I don't know. What do you any, mean by deep, uncomfortable? Will you like, what yes, does that mean? That means because that, that might like, what does that mean? For me, that means I'm trying to think how to put this. So I went for a long time that if you knew I was upset about something, I had no problem sharing that with people, but until it came to the deep hurts that I wasn't willing to share with anybody. I wasn't willing to be vulnerable with anybody, including myself. And a few years ago, I was laying in bed and something had popped in my head. I'm like, why, why is that coming up now? Like I'm done. I thought I was the queen of forgiveness. I thought I had it. I just gotten over everything. And God spoke to me and he said that it is impossible to go any deeper with him or be intimate with him unless I'm willing to be vulnerable and to be vulnerable hurts. That means you got to be willing to dive into those places that you might have scar tissue that somebody else has hurt you, that you may have hurt somebody else and to heal those first. Um, cause God doesn't leave. God loves the broken. He doesn't leave us broken. Yeah. And I hear people say all the time, like we're just broken vessels walking around. I'm like, Ooh, God doesn't leave you broken. No, he doesn't. He wants, it's he's so good. He wants to find us that way. And he wants to heal us. And he wants to fix us up. And that doesn't, the church doesn't look broken. It's not supposed to. I, I, I feel like that was a revelation for me. Wow. So, so that was something you discovered. I had I a discovered season it. you didn't know would be waiting, but it became a season. Of it waiting. became a season of waiting and healing. And he said, I can't take you deeper. And it is impossible for you to emotionally, spiritually, where you're at in your maturity, take any more on until you heal from this. Wow. I wasn't capable of taking on more. And I didn't even know I wasn't capable of taking on more or what he had to give me. So, yeah. You know what that reminds me of? It's so cool because I could interview anyone about waiting and everyone would talk about it differently. And that's what I love is that this is, this is literally packaged for whoever's listening right now. I believe that Candace has a word that's unique and special for this time. And what I'm, it sounds like to me is you are actually moving forward in an equipping class yes. on the prophetic yet still felt the waiting because he was doing something in it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there's still yes. momentum forward, but it was still a season of waiting in the natural state. Like what that looked like for me daily was being very heavily involved with a church or what I considered uh, our schedule being packed and we moved churches and my first inclination was like okay great where do you want me to serve like I'm gonna jump in and people started asking me I'm like oh Lord, I'm gonna go do this and he said no <laughs> and I was like what do you mean no like I'm, I'm gonna serve the kingdom and he's like I did not put you there yeah and I think that's a really big part of waiting is waiting until he says yes this is your place yeah and 
that's the first time in my life I think what I've ever asked him where he wanted me to serve not just oh jumping in thinking oh it's for the kingdom it must be good and he's yeah. like wow somebody else not in a mean way way but he's like if you had let this person have it they would have done how I wanted oh and they could have done it better and if you had waited I would have been able to give you this and it would have been so much better than what you did okay so did y'all hear that I don't I mean you saying yes to everything can keep somebody else from being able to do yeah. what they're made to do in that hour you could be taking now, I mean, God is kind in his goodness. We can yeah. quickly turn our hearts to the Lord, whatever, but you do not become the yes woman. You can say yes to the Lord always, always say yes to the Lord, but in the natural, even things can look shiny and pretty in the kingdom. And it doesn't mean you need to say yes to all of it because somebody else's yes could be found there instead of yours, which yes. anyways, okay. Just that for the kingdom doesn't mean it's your job. Yeah. So, so when I think of waiting, I don't want to take us off track because there's certain questions I really want to dive in with you and what you've seen. Actually, let's go here. When, cause you have mentored a lot of women and I have, I love mentoring women one-on-one. -on -one. It's so fun. It's part of why we're here. Cause we feel the call on media to do it as well. Um, what are some areas that you see in young women that could be defined as waiting that you wish you could tell them what you know now so they don't have to wait. Yeah. Like the Israelites, you know, with like the Israelites are like complaining. They're literally on their way to the promised land and they're like, everything yeah. they needed was provided in the hour, but they didn't have eyes to see, ears to hear because they began complaining because it wasn't what they thought. And so they didn't inherit the promised land, but it was theirs to inherit. I love that you put that. Yeah, it was theirs just- Because of the yeah. complaining- and their hearts not being turned to the Lord during that time, they didn't actually inherit what he had for them because of their free will to complain rather than to see. I know that's deep, but how do you see this show up in young women? Because I, I mean, what I've, seen I've in, done it. Yeah, and I, what I've seen in young women, and I'll, I'll be 100% honest, I didn't have a um, single period. Like yeah. I didn't have that singles time. My husband got married very young uh, on his 20th birthday. I, I had just turned 20 a month before two months before mm -hmm. I don't know but so which is like our family's dream for the two when we get married by the way it mm -hmm. happened he's awesome he's so awesome. <laughs> we love you John we're gonna talk about get up the though. podcast this is for women <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about him I'm joking y'all he really is the best man I've ever met here on this earth yeah. um but what I've seen for other women I went so much want um, people do avoid. I think that if I had known ahead of time, one, I would have healed from anything that I would have, if I had had a chance to seek God and some stuff first, I think he would have healed me. So I didn't bring that baggage with me because, oh, poor John, uh, <laughs> he got it. But two, I think there's such a gift in being single. And the Bible even talks about, it. he's like, this, <sighs> let me just tell you right now, you will never again, if you're single, you are put there. This is your time. You will never again have a time that's undivided. You will never again have a time where you are not responsible emotionally or physically for your husband, for children. And I would never give up my husband or my kids, but you are in this season on purpose and don't skip the season that God has you in because you're going to miss the blessings. Yeah. You're going to miss the opportunities he brings for you to minister and disciple other women or other people that you come across. And it's such a beautiful growing season for yeah. these girls. I, uh, I love this 
season of women right out of college, fresh out and newly married. I think it's such a fresh, I guess that's the best way I put it. I see these women are so fresh in that um, some of the girls that I get to know are so in love with God. Yeah. Like they're in love with God. And unfortunately we're constantly fighting something in the world that says you're in the season until you get married. Like we're just waiting until we get married girl like no live your life yeah and I'm like if that's what God's bringing to you he's gonna bring it to you you're not gonna speed it up or slow it down if you're in his will yeah like you doing this he's not gonna be like I changed my mind let's go ahead and go here and I'm gonna bring him to you a year earlier instead you could be like man I'm gonna use all the resources I have right now which I'll never get to do again and get to put them for the kingdom yeah. you literally get to be 100% married to Jesus in that moment Mm -hmm. where you go to bed talking to him, you wake up talking to him during the day. You're like, Jesus, let's go get coffee and nothing's distracting you. Nothing's you can still do that when you're married, but it is different. You have to set time. It's not like, like my time was spent with God at night, reading my Bible in bed. Like I, I wasn't like the early riser. Let me dive into the word. It was like, I just wanted to spend time with him at night. And then you get married and you share a bed with a dude and it totally changes. <laughs> so it's like, what does that look like now? Because it, it, it doesn't is. look like that now. And the cool thing is, yes, you get to do all these with your husband and it, it is a beautiful thing, but I just, if we're begging out a treasure where you're at, like where you're at is a treasure and it's yeah. such a special time that you've always been so don't good. Rush it. Candace, um, Candace always, when I was dating Lance, even, because I would say if you're dating, I'd still consider you single until you have promised your promised marriage with somebody, one ring, two rings, however you want to define it. Everybody's different, but I was single until I got married in my eyes. And I remember you were like, you know, I think I was dating Lance and you were like, Jamie, I think the Lord is going to continue. She was prophesying before she knew what the prophetic was. (laughs) Yeah. She was always, she was like, always, always dangerous. I would go over there and I would sit and I just listened to Candace and she would like pour into me. I was going through a really hard season because things weren't happening. My waiting yeah. in marriage, even dating. Timing. Yeah. And I remember you being like, Jamie, I still remember this. I, I was, I just, it always popped in my mind. Jamie, the Lord is going to use you longer. You're going to be single longer than you thought you would for a few years because the Lord has things he needs you to accomplish now that you couldn't, if you were married. Now marriage amplifies and is supposed yes. to bless and keep the momentum going, but she was prophesying, Hey, I want you to be prepared. It was so real. She, I don't even think we understood what mm. she was saying when she said it until it all started playing out. And it wasn't like a word curse spoken over me. It was real. But one of the things I want to point out to everybody too, in the season of waiting is, um, one, we want you, I brought Candace on because I want you to learn from her and what waiting means. Cause she has real um, investment in waiting in history, investment in success in waiting. And two, the curse on women at the fall was that we would long for our husbands Mm -hmm. more than Jesus. So in your waiting, the longing for your dream, the longing for your husband, the longing, all this stuff is it's like, you got to learn not to long for something more than God. And, and because it creates my life. Yeah. So there's so much danger. Uh, I I'm guilty of turning my husband to an idol, especially in the beginning of the marriage, Mm -hmm. because like I said, we were raised more, we both understood more of a legalist 
view of Christianity. And I think for a long time we lived based on our checklist, like, hey, we go to church, we do yeah. these things, everything is good. And the Lord, man, I've been wrecked so many times by God, <laughs> so many times, uh, needed it each and every single time, and he nursed me back to health. So the first time I think I got wrecked by him, I remember thinking like my self-worth was so far down and it was and I kept thinking it's because he doesn't comp my husband doesn't compliment me enough like if he complimented me enough I would feel good enough about myself to do this and I feel like this is even before I really got to even dive deep with the Lord and I he brought me to a place where I had to understand how loved I was by him because when I was in that place where I really had faith in him and knew how much he loved me. I didn't need it for my husband. Yeah. Not that I didn't want it, but it actually helped our marriage. When my codependence stopped with yeah. my husband and started with Jesus, my marriage got better. Wow. That's amazing. And that's, that's the thing that I feel, cause you, I want to go back to the equipping, Yeah. like how he's equipped you because he is literally producing something in us in the waiting so that when the dream comes, when the promise comes, you're ready. Yeah. Will you speak into that more? I, I want to say it's different for everybody for different, for different ministries, because the hardest part for me, especially coming out of the church we're in and where we are serving, I knew he wasn't going to take us. I knew it wasn't going to look the same. Yeah. I knew, and we got to work with teenagers, which was it's still one of my favorite things, mm -hmm. but I knew he wasn't taking to us that in the new church. And one, I got nervous, but the thought of not knowing, I had to be okay with not knowing. Yeah, that's a big one, y'all. Let's be real, ladies. I, I'm a, I somehow in the past like 10 years, I was like, man, I've become a control freak. Like, when did this happen? Like, I think it's kids actually. <laughs> if I'm not, if I don't have a plan, the circuit, like Ringling Brothers show up at my house. So <laughs> <laughs> so real and I'm the ringleader I'm like <laughs> so yeah um but I had to be okay with not knowing and trust that he loved me enough to make that I was gonna be okay even no matter where he took me yeah there was a couple things I said I'd never do man don't ever say I know I did that not today. Gonna do something. I did that yesterday I did that yesterday with yeah. kids I was like I don't want to be this and then like an hour later <laughs> I did it and I was like that was so weird I never talked to him like that and I just did well and have you not ever experienced where you're like you the kingdom has so many cool different jobs and there's so many things I want to be a part of for the kingdom but I'm like yeah, but just not that. Like, I'll do all this, Lord. You want me to do it? I won't this? say that. I won't say that anymore. <laughs> Lord, because it's yeah. like, I'm going to make you the ringleader of that. He's I'm like, kidding. he's like, are you seriously giving me a preference list? <laughs> he's like, we're going to go over here. This must be where you need to grow. <laughs> but do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So sometimes that equipping uh, is just the way he does it in the word. Yeah. Most of it actually comes from spending time with him, from mm -hmm. getting to that, getting to that place that I, that I love what you said in your book, when you talk about, you have learned to love the language of correction or your oh, love language, my is love language is correction. And I know that people are like, no, there's no way, but I'm telling <laughs> that you, that was me. I said, what? <laughs> like, I know there's five love languages, but there are not, they're six. There's six. <laughs> and the sixth one is correction. And yes. I know you love me. If you tell me, Hey, Jamie, <sighs> yes. I know you want to look like Jesus in this this place is not, you're not showing up like him. So what's going on? Like, to me, it means you love me when you, he corrects his sons and daughters. I want to be his daughter. Yeah. 
And, and if he you love me, you'll be like, his children and yeah. I want to be his child. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can spank somebody with love. Like, don't be the friend that lets somebody in a burning building of gossip. And then nobody wants to be around them. Nobody trusts them. And yet here you are their friend and you're never telling them they gossip and you're participating in it by not telling them. And they're in a burning building and it's turning into offense and cancer in the body. I, oh my gosh, Jamie, you're so correct on that. And there's, we are going to be held accountable for what we didn't do just as much as what we did do. Yeah. And God love, I love the fact that he would take time out of his day. I don't love correction. I'm, I, and that's okay. But I've actually you prayed. Love it. it, it stopped me so much in my tracks when you said that it was so convicting for my heart mm. that I stopped to say, Lord, teach me how to love it. Teach mm. me how to look for, it look just hurts. for those moments. It hurts so good. That's, it hurts in those moments. Yes. It hurts so good. And so even when friends correct me, it hurts. And I'm, but I'm like, I feel so loved. It's rare. It's still rare. I wish. Yeah. Anyways. But there is it that we need it because sometimes. So you have, so you feel correction comes in this waiting season. Correction comes in this waiting because we have to be refined. And I love, I love that song. It's like, I want to be tried by fire. We don't really like we sing it. We, we don't usually mean it. Song, you're like, I ain't singing that. I'm not singing that. We're like, I'm not real fire, Lord. Just the, just the electric heat flame. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring the real stuff. Bring me some s'mores. Yeah, I'm kidding. We're like, we just want to get a little toasty. But he is saying, do you really want to be refined by fire? Because he'll bring it. And yeah. it, it's not, it hurts. Yeah, that is like, so summary of waiting yeah and that's what it, but I love that you said that too because it does it's waiting on the Lord means trusting in him you are gonna you have to have faith in that season that he's bringing something good that doesn't mean sitting around doing nothing that means he has given you time to actively seek him out in yeah. that time period to rest in him if you do not take advantage of that time come on you are wasting it oh it's I not, love it yeah like this the I've learned that waiting is a gift. He has actually given us that time to rest and to find out what's next, to go deeper with them. I've noticed that he wakes me up now early. I never thought I'd be a morning person. And now I'm getting up and I pop out of bed. So I got my coffee, but I'm like, he wants to spend time with me. Like he is like, get up child. Like, come on, let's go hang out together. Let's go spend this time together. Let me tell you what I have for you today. Let me spend, yeah. Wow. That's love. It reminds me of wisdom has a word each day for those who come knocking. It's in Proverbs. I love that. I love that, Candace. Okay. So he is, he's like, we're taking advantage. So in the waiting, mm-hmm. be disciplined to seek him, which yes. can be hard. Girls, listen, I don't always feel like opening my Bible and reading it. I've never regretted opening my Bible and reading it. It. Yeah. So let me tell you what I did. And this is, I think the best way to keep track. One, you need, it's so awesome. You have a partner to keep you accountable. Don't, you don't have to start massive. You don't have to be like, I'm going to read the whole Bible in a month. It doesn't have to be that way, but you do need something that keeps track. You like never sleep (laughs) or your speed. It's actually, you could, but so my first thing I remember I got so desperate and I was so hungry for the Lord and I was so hungry for change. So I was like, I've never until a year ago, I never just read the whole Bible all the way. Through. Yeah. And so I, I got on the U version. Cause I was like, if I'm going to do this, I need something to organize me and keep track. And I would play it and then I would read it. And I got halfway through and all of a sudden, like, and I was doing the bare minimum that I had to, mm-hmm. to make sure this goal was accomplished. And I got about halfway through and I started noticing throughout the day. I was like, I just, I want more. And so I'd put on another book and then I would go to sleep and I was like, 
just want a little more time with you, Lord, before I can go to sleep. Like wow. I started, I actually started praying. He started changing from the inside out. And I remember getting so excited. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Yo, I don't know what I thought was going to happen when I finished. Well, yes, I do. I thought somehow God was literally going to come down, sit next to me, hand me brand the keys into the kingdom. <laughs> I were having a vision. I was like, I could see angels thinking and like lights coming down. Cause I was like, it's, it's just a ticket. I was like, I'm going to know everything. Like once I finish, I'm going to know it all. <laughs> I did. Y'all I'm an adult. I should grow up, but I thought I was going to have all the answers. And I did get real excited to get into the end. But I remember that day when I, um, I finished and then, which I did finish early. Cause I finished like, I think four months early. Um, and then I remember getting, and I was like, huh, I've read every day for a year. And I'm like, Lord, I was like, I expected more. <laughs> I was sitting here. I was like, I expected more from you. I thought this was going to be some kind of amazing transformation um, that was going to happen within me that I would see. And <laughs> I don't know why I thought, like, an angel armies are behind me. I'll get to see them. Like, <laughs> I really thought that was going to happen. And he started showing me different ways. One that I had changed one. I started craving him. I have not gone without reading my Bible in the morning, um, for like a year and a half. Wow. I can't. And I, but I made a priority. Like if I have to get up at five, I'll get up at four because my day, I refuse to start my day. If I have to be late somewhere, I'm going to be late somewhere. And I'm going to show, I, that's how I can make God first. I, I can't do this without him. And I finally was that. So when I, I skipped head, but when I thought I was going to be like breathing fire or whatever else comes along with that, God showed me, it's not about me. <laughs> and he said that he did show me the different transformations he's made in me, but he also said, you're not done. And that was so disappointing for me to hear. I wanted to know it all. I'm not a patient person. And I thought I would have, and I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to have Solomon's wisdom and people are going to ask me things and I'll be able to get through. And he said, you're not done. Like, yeah. I did a fast them and I'm praying over this. And the first thought that came to my mind was I'm not even close. He was showing me how, how I needed to go in and how I'm going to lean deeper. He's so unbelievably gentle with me, even when he's rebuking me. And I started crying. I was like, why am I close Lord? And I'm going to start crying. <laughs> and I felt like he took me in his arms and he's like, no, but this is where I want you. He's like, if you feel like you're close, you're going to stop looking for me. And he's like, I want you looking. I want you seeking. Mm -hmm. And I want you hungry. And so that's my prayer. Lord, keep me seeking. Keep me looking. Keep me hungry. Yeah. I love that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. That's a gift. If any of you don't have hunger for the word, will you just pray for people who are listening right now? Because that's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift to be hungry. And also I want to say, I heard somebody say, I'm not going to teach you from hunger the other day. Like I'm, I've read the word. I'm not going to teach you from hunger. And to be honest with you, I want to hear somebody teaching from hunger because it makes me hungry. And when you're hungry, you eat, you find a way to eat. And I never want to not be hungry for yes. his word. I don't want to be complacent, full and satisfied. Like I would love oil to be in my lamp. Don't get me wrong, but do you oh, know what, yes. hopefully you know what I mean by that. So there's a difference. We pray for people who, yes. Yeah. Uh, Father God, I just want to thank you so much for bringing people on who can hear this right now on podcast. You may be watching this on YouTube. Thank you. It's not an accident that you showed up today and that you're hearing this message. Lord, I ask that you give them hunger. I ask that you give them such spiritual hunger that they cannot be satisfied. Let them constantly be seeking you out, not 
just in your words, but in their quiet time, let them start prioritizing their day around this. Let them start bringing other people in and discipling other people just because they need to spend more time with you. Yeah. Lord, we thank you for, we thank you for your love. We thank you for always showing up and we ask for always answering yeah. every call. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love it. So let's wrap this thing up yeah. with a pretty bow. All you hungry ones. Um, okay, Stay so hungry, my friends. So yeah. solutions to the waiting right now. Okay, first of all, I like the plot twist that this took. So some of you may be like, what Yeah, we happened? did. We but honestly, that was the Holy Spirit. I this felt the Holy Ghost on that story about the word and that could right there. Yeah. That was like phenomenal. Um, the more you read, the more you wanted him. Yeah. Just crazy. And you were doing out of obedience and or discipline at first. Most of the time. Yeah. If you're not feeling it, our feelings are a liar straight up. Yeah. Keep this in That's mind. Your feelings are a liar and they do not reveal the truth of what is going on with any relationship with the world, the Lord, and too many people are catering to their feelings. Stop. First of all, I agree with what you're saying, but I want to make sure that's not misinterpreted. Okay. Yeah. So sorry. Me. No, no, no. It's okay. I always want people to do this for me in, in interviews because, um, you mean being led by your feelings. Being led by your feelings. Yes. I just wanted to, this I is just, why it takes two, y'all. It does. This is why we need one another because I don't want y'all being like, my feelings aren't a liar. And I'm like, okay, feelings, we are, we cannot, if I was led by my feelings, I would not be a Christian. I wouldn't be a Christian. I would have been off the radar a long time ago. Yeah. So I agree with what you said. I just wanted to help. Yeah. I, a little more context. I want that. Listen, I need me that. Too, me too. Me too. Okay. So, um, so, and the waiting reveals the question <laughs> the waiting the waiting oh, reveals. The solution y'all i you said something about the solution oh i did or, okay what is the solution yes i'm solution I based i don't want to just talk about something but i loved her answer before i was like do you have solutions for people who are in the season of waiting and i'm like it is the bible summarized yeah i don't have a solution you, <laughs> do, have a, you do have <laughs> that's a solution. what i told her that's what i told her uh the solution for waiting is trust it is having faith and it is diving into his word and you were saying earlier, you were saying, well, you said, you said, trusting him, leaning into him, like being led by him. Yes. Your oh. waiting cannot be somebody else's waiting, but he will lead you everywhere you need to go. Period. He really will. And he'll take you through the waiting because he wants to go with you in this time period. Yeah. This is a time period he's carved out. It's like, we're going to spend this time together for you to grow. Yeah. It's like, think of a marriage retreat. When you go on a marriage retreat to work on your marriage, the waiting is the retreat with the Lord where he's like, let me equip you. We're going to talk to you. We're going to get closer. We're going to tell secrets. And he just wants to love on you. I love that. I also want to say, um, the word is not for your teachers only. It's for you. Mm -hmm. And if you want to do what he's called you to, if you want to be, not do, if you want to be the woman he's called you to be, you will, you will discover him yes. and who he's called you to be in his word. And I really feel set apart women it's very important. Like you're, I love, I love this about waiting because it's real. Um, and we've all experienced something different, but to summarize this whole thing, what I'm hearing from you is like my husband the other day, because it's been a hard season for me. Yeah. You know, there were two opportunities to get a job and I just didn't feel like that's what was supposed to happen. And my husband goes, Jamie, you have an opportunity in this season to seek the Lord that most people don't get. Yes. So I don't know yes. what's coming fully. I have more clarity, but I get to seek God right now in a way that I can't in other seasons that are coming. So real quick, how are you doing that? When you know that God has already given you a word, I think that's real important to tell. Mm -hmm. When you know that God's given you a word, you know this plan is coming, but you're in the waiting period of it. How do you steward that? One, I don't get distracted and mm -hmm. say yes to things and opportunities. Because when you're a child of God, 
opportunities will always present themselves. It doesn't mean you need to say yes. Yes. Two, um, dive in the word. And three, prepare. Because when opportunity presents itself, it's too late to prepare. So I'm preparing to be a preacher for the room he puts me in. I'm preparing to be the prophetic voice that he's called me to be by listening and stewarding the words well, not just hearing them, but stewarding them well and asking him what to do with them more because I was more faithful in the, in the past with it. For, and this is personalized. So I am doing, nobody can see me doing this and I'm volunteering in ways I'll never express publicly because that's between me and God. But it's not busy. I'm not, be, I'm not busy. People will think that I am, but I can't. I want to savor this season with God. So, and that's what you've done in your waiting seasons. And that's what's produced and developed the leader in you that I'm seeing and the opportunities have come that may not have come had you not prepared. No, that that's very true. Uh, and stuff that I didn't see coming. Or maybe you wouldn't have said yes to had you not prepared. I would not have said yes to. <laughs> He's like, let me get your heart right. But yeah, I there's, he, he strengthens me. He gives me, I threw something up <laughs> But he strengthens you. He gives you the courage to try things you wouldn't normally. And that I love the way you put that, that yes. So it is funny because you do seem super, super busy. And I think it's really interesting how we busy ourselves with things of the world without taking time for the Lord. Why isn't he in our schedule? Like, why do we not write that down? Like if he's a priority, like sometimes is just that coffee morning, date more important than yeah your date with God daily. Yeah. And we were talking about that earlier. I'm okay if people think I'm busy, but really what they're seeing is me protect my schedule with God so that I don't get busy. But you are busy, just not with stuff that everybody else can see. Yeah, just with the Lord. Yes, with God. Yes, yes. Like I may be doing something once a month, not once a week. I may be doing like that's that's serving. Like it may actually be good and I want to serve once a week, but really I can only serve once a month Or, or like coffee dates. I can only do two or three week max. I can't do more than that from working from home because I have other priorities with, you know, all that, but that's, that's different. That's different than that's a whole other subject. So guys, what did you think? Leave your comments below. If you're paying attention on YouTube, um, go follow our Instagram set apart women, (laughs) set apart women and, um, go subscribe to our YouTube channel, leave a written review on our podcast, whatever podcast format you're listening to would be amazing. Share it. We don't, you don't know we don't know why other people have gone through this may be the right word for somebody in this season that you don't even know so just put it out there yeah thank you for joining us i thought this was awesome this was fun i love yeah. it and wait well ladies love wait it well. wait well yeah. wait well set apart women <laughs> what is that? wait well what? there was no h behind we're, the w so we're that, gonna go okay off. we're done, we're done. <laughs> love you guys love y'all bye